Welcome to the Plaza Podcast, stories from Manhattan Plaza. I'm your host, Patrick McAndrew, coming to you from Manhattan Plaza in New York City. Manhattan Plaza is a residential complex in the city that never sleeps. 70% of its residents are members of the performing arts who have worked in film, television, and on Broadway. Each week, we bring you creative works and conversations with these very residents. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. For episode 11 of the Plaza Podcast, we welcome back Carol Hollenbeck. I interview her about her many years working in the entertainment industry as she shares the ups, the downs, and the movie she was in that has come around full circle. Carol is a writer who has been nominated three times in the Samuel French one-act play contest. She also has a book on Amazon titled True Blondes. Sit back and enjoy this interview with the one and only Carol Hollenbeck. Welcome back to the Plaza Podcast. Today, I am very excited. We have Carol Hollenbeck back on the Plaza Podcast. Carol, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Yes, I, uh, I, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm drinking. I ba- just wanted to show you, I'm drinking out of a coffee cup with the poster of a film I did 50 years ago on, which you can get on Amazon. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. This is the poster. <laughs> this is the coffee cup. I have a coffee mug. This is the poster. I hope it's on there. <laughs> yeah, it's on there. And uh, that is, uh, I don't know if you can see it. No. Uh, anyway, it's the poster. <laughs> well, that actually, that brings me to to my first question, Carol. What was it that got you interested in being part of the performing arts? Oh, well, I grew up with a Hollywood image in my head. <laughs> Instead of the Bible, I read movie magazines. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I also read the Bible. I was in Sunday school and all that, but I was completely reared on um, movie magazines. I mean, I hate to tell you how, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it's like my, my uh, I date back to Screen Gems photo play. And then, you know, that would be it. And that would be, I know these glamorous movie stars and then Saturday afternoon at the movies and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like, you know, Saturday nights too uh, with my grandmother. And it was like, oh my God, I can dance like that. I, I can, I can tap dance. I can sing. I can, I would act out things afterwards. Well, I never did want to be a dancer. And um, I actually didn't really want to be an actress. I wanted to be a movie star. And that's the, that was the problem right there. That's the problem <laughs> right there. Don't ever, ever want to be a movie star and say, I don't want to be an actress, I want to be, because it doesn't work and it's stupid. And uh, so I went to Hollywood to become a movie star and I thought it was all gonna happen. And in the beginning, a lot of it, excuse me, a lot of it did happen, but then it ended up really being dark, dark and despairing. And, and I, you know, my tail between my legs, I went back home and about five years later. 
It took me five years to. But in the meantime, I made this movie out there called Eden Cried, which is on the cup. And that was in the 60s. And I was being groomed to be another Marilyn Monroe. And I had me in pictures and magazines and everything. And well, it's, you know, uh, I felt like that was a little too soon because she had just passed. And, you know, kind of like, how dare you? What, what are you trying to do? And it wasn't me. It was them, the people who were behind the publicity machine of, of that kind of thing. And then I eventually, you know, did the film and then we had a premiere in my hometown. Eden cried, it became a big red carpet event up there. And from there, I then went back to Hollywood and then I, saw, I just saw the writing on the wall for me because the movie wasn't good. The movie was not good. And the movie I couldn't find for 50 years. Frankly, I didn't want to find it, but it happened through certain divine intervention or whatever that after 50 years talking about it on one particular podcast, uh, not podcast, Zoom meeting, when people were asking things, I mentioned this premiere I had in my hometown, which I never wanted to talk about either uh, then. And uh, now I embrace it all. And uh I, I told them about the premiere, and then I said, oh, what's the movie, the, the name of the movie? I told them the name of the movie. And the next thing, two weeks later, we're on another Zoom meeting, and somebody pipes up, I found your film. After oh, wow. years, they found it on SinisterCinemas.com. And so that's, that's, and I said, oh, my God, I, I don't know, you know, what happened to it? Because in 2017, when they were doing a reading of my play, called Hometown Premiere, based loosely on the, uh, very loosely on the event that was in 1967. The staff of the Ritz Theater was looking all over, researching, trying to find the film, and they couldn't find it. All they found was the poster <laughs> after 2017, right into 2021 is when it was found. It's pretty amazing to hear you know, because I think what, what you're saying is is very common in the world where we, we all get swept up by the movie magic and then we get hit with the hard reality of the, the ups and downs of the industry. And it's amazing to hear that, you know, you worked on this film and then it, it kind of came back around full circle several years later. Everything was coming back. I ended up going out to Hollywood to visit after a thousand years, uh, 2019. And then, the, I mean, there are a lot of little things popping up saying that the, the circle has to be whatever. So if weird, it's weird that it was like an intervention. I get the movie and I say, this movie was bad. That's why they didn't push it forward. But they, what they did is they changed it. They put in a couple of different scenes they did, they did a few things differently, whatever they could do with what they had. And it became saleable. Now it's a, it's just a cult type film, a beach party type, a campy version. And it's kind of like to make fun of, you know, like <laughs> years ago when they had this thing in the, the science fiction films and they had two, two robots sitting there or something in the back and they would be, criticizing everything on the film. Well, that's what this is now. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I look at myself and always oh, say, oh my God, look, I've, I've been with people watching it. 
and they'd say, oh yeah, what is that slut doing now? I mean, there's all kinds of, we just fun, we have fun with it. It's something that is, it is just unique to, to view now and to say this thing that I hated, hated, never really wanted to find it, was scared people would because it was so bad. And there was nothing X-rated about it. Maybe that was a problem. Anyway, but to make a long story short, it became a thing I totally embrace now. And I have all over my apartment, poster, uh, coffee cups, coffee mugs, a tote bag, a pillow, uh, all with my poster on it. Not my name, my poster. So I can't get any money from it. But it, it is just amazing to me how I suddenly hated, hated with a passion, that movie, and blamed everything in my life on it. My whole career went nowhere because of that movie. And now I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I have so much fun with it. We showed it in the Ellington Room and we had a nice crowd about in August. We're gonna show it again at some point. But it was like, it's, so, it's, it's if you don't take it seriously and you realize how stupid it is with the 1950s mentality, you, you, you go with it, you can have a good time. What would you say you've learned most about yourself with all your years working in the entertainment industry? That out of all of the years, of the disappointments and the rejections and all of that, I still want to do it. <laughs> but in a different way, I'd still want to do it. And it's now it's in the writing form. Because I'm not going out there and audition and be number 300 something. No, I'm not. Because, uh, you know, my uh, legs can't take that anymore. <laughs> so anyway, that's my story. And uh, I still want to be involved. Yeah, I do. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Carol Hollenbeck. Please be sure to tune in to our next episode of the Plaza Podcast to hear more creative works by Manhattan Plaza residents. We look forward to seeing you then.